You know, uh, Isaiah 40, verse one to, 3 to 5, talks about how the glory of God started to be revealed. And it came from a person called John the Baptist, who was a voice in the wilderness. You never want to despise the wilderness too much. All of us want to get out of our wilderness moments, but I tell you, the wilderness is the making of the voice. The wilderness will nurse you into some of the greatest moments of your life. Jesus emerged from the wilderness in power. He went into the, went into the wilderness with a revelation, with a sign, with a wonder, with a confirmation, a prophecy, but He came out of it with power. And I tell you, I'd rather be walking with power than just a whole lot of references to how good God is. I'd like to see how God, good God is by the power that He works in our midst. And let me tell you people, at every location, all around this city, as we come into Presence Conference, it is not just a page turner. This is a, a lift, an elevator. This is an elevator. How bad is it when you, you see the elevator doors closing and you missed it? And you're pressing, pressing, wanting to get in that thing and ah, it's gone. You gotta wait for the whole, the whole process to go through it again. President's conference, we're going up another level. It's an elevation moment. And we're gonna get a greater degree of oil. New wine is coming on this congregation right now. I don't even think we have to wait for presence to tell you the truth. I think, I think what John the Baptist is telling us is get ready for God. It says, lift up the valleys, all the depressed areas, start being joyful, bring down the arrogance, bring down the hills, the high proud, just get a little humble, get rid of the, the crooked ways, get a straight path, it says, and get rid of the rough, the rough road. You know, if you're, if you're a rough person to hang out with, get a little smoother, a little easier to hang out with, and get rid of the, and he says, and this will be a landing pad for God. That will be like a, a highway for our God to come in. And he says uh, in verse five, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, which would mean that it has previously been hidden. It would mean that it hasn't been seen yet. It hasn't been seen yet. There are things that God is gonna do on this earth that haven't been seen yet, people. There are things that God is gonna bring about in our lives and in the lives of our congregations all around the city that have never been seen in the history of the church. We might hear reports about how Christianity is fading, how churches are, are dying, how ministers are retiring. Not here, people. The church of Jesus Christ is healthy, strong, in good shape, and going forward. And we're gonna see the glory of God manifested. Not hidden, we're gonna see it revealed. You know, the first miracle that Jesus did and the Bible is quite clear about this. He says, the, the Bible says, this is the first miracle Jesus did in Cana of Galilee, where he turns water into wine. If the Bible is so careful at announcing this is his first miracle, it would also be just as careful to announce this is his last miracle, right? But it doesn't. No, I said it doesn't. The Bible never says this is the last miracle that Jesus ever did. Just like the book of Acts, 
different to all the other books of the Bible where they have amen at the end. No amen at the end of the book of Acts because it is never meant to finish. The sick are still meant to be healed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Oppressed people are still meant to be getting set free by the power of the Spirit. The church is often for sending people off to get pills and referring them to this and to that. And honestly, these, these processes are good. Sometimes they can be part of the healing process. But first, let me tell you, our first port of call should be to the power of God, to the power of the Holy Spirit. God is still alive, people. He's not dead. He's not even sick. He's well able to move into people's lives and bring healing and new life. He's well able to bring even transformation. And that was what the miracle was at Cana of Galilee. The reason I'm mentioning this miracle, it says this is when he first revealed his glory. Presence Conference this year is called Glory Revealed. I have no doubt from that first night, and people, I'm speaking on the first night. If you, if you can only go one night, that's the night. If you can go two nights, that's one of the nights. If you can go every night, that's the first night. And I'm looking forward to seeing you there. You can you shout me on because we're going to be talking to the world. They started coming in to broadcast it live on their television channel, which is a huge network all around the world. And I am believing to see the church, not just us, but all around the world. I want us to go up a level in these last days to see the power and the glory of God revealed in planet earth. There's too much negativity. There's too much sickness. There's too much chaos. There's too much darkness, too much death, too much murders, too much. The glory of God needs to fill the front pages of our newspapers and be the first item on the news at six in Jesus' name. So Jesus does this miracle. I mean, honestly, if you're going to start your ministry, Jesus, what are you doing turning water into wine? At least just make it a healing, a more respectable miracle. One that the Baptists could understand, amen. One that, one that, that, that like uh, the Christians would be, I mean, if Mary came to Jesus and Jesus was, one of the, 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 the modern-day church righteous Pharisee-style people, they've run out of wine. Good. Those drunkards, they can't drink anymore. That would be what he had said, but he didn't say that. He didn't, say, he, he, he didn't even say, like the church management style, uh, well, they should have paced themselves. We should have, we'll debrief on this and decide on how much we'll dispense per day, and they can then budget their, their, in, their intake. Or, or, or else maybe, maybe we're in the, 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 the poverty mindset. Yeah, we'll go down. We can go down the road and get some cheap stuff. You know, it's cheaper than wine. Not Jesus. Not Jesus. This may be a very different Jesus to the one you've imagined. It may be, but, but that's Jesus, not the one in your head, the one in the Bible. who says, let's fix it. So his mother has a belligerent faith. Mothers, even when Jesus says, not my time for this woman, which was a respectful way to speak, apparently. So, <laughs> come on. He says, he says, it's not my time. And she says, she just ignores him, turns to the service, whatever he says to do, just do it. 
That's called faith. Now listen to me. The strategy for a miracle can be very different to what you imagine it's gonna be. But I can guarantee you this, it's always gonna be more complex and involved than you thought it would. Moses, we're gonna set the Israelites free. He's just a young guy. He says, woo, let's do it. Goes and kills a guy. Doesn't work. Gets sent to the wilderness for 40 years. Burning bush, speaks to him. Go show some tricks to Pharaoh. Here, see this? Hand leprous, hand not leprous. And, 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 and the, the king just rejects him and puts him out of, he never anticipated the kind of journey to a miracle, to deliverance that he was gonna get involved in. The, his own people rejected him. The king is rejecting him. He's all on his own. All he's got is a stick in his hand. But with that stick, it takes another year of disaster, miraculous disasters, after disaster, after disaster, before the king finally says, okay, you can go. They go, but then the king chases them. The problems from the past just keep hounding them trying to drag them back to where they've been before, and they want to go back. It's, oh, we don't like this old wilderness idea. Food out here is no good. We'd rather have the onions and the garlics back in Egypt. They had forgotten how bad it was. And Moses trying to drag them through the wilderness, drag them across Jordan. He got them set free, but it was a far more arduous and complex strategy than you ever imagined it could have been. Ahab. Elijah comes to him, a king called Ahab says, there's gonna be rain after a three and a half year drought. But, but nobody understood that it was gonna mean a contest at Mount Carmel between 850 prophets and this man, calling all of Israel, calling them all together. And then you'd think that once fire had fallen, which it did on the sacrifice, the rain would just fall from the sky. No, he then had to go and pray. And it didn't work the first time. He'd done all of this, silenced the voices of 850 false prophets, called fire out of heaven, gathered all of Israel, brought a national revival. You'd think his prayer would work the first time, but it didn't. The second time, it still didn't work. Third time, seven times he prayed until boom, he got a little result. Just a tiny cloud on the horizon. Don't, don't be nervous about your miracle and your breakthrough. You're in a process and it may seem a bit more complex than you thought it would be, but it's coming. I'm telling you, Mossman, it's coming. In the name of Jesus, down there at Parramatta, it's coming. Out there at Avalon, it's coming. At Wurunga, it's coming. There is a breakthrough, a new level, a new day, a new oil that God is bringing on C3 here in Sydney. And we might find it's a little complex, a little more challenging, taking a little longer, calling on us for a bit more prayer. But I tell you, it is coming in Jesus' name. There will be a breakthrough in the city of Sydney by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, Jesus himself is the revealing of the glory of God. When you see in John 1, 14, it says, the word became flesh, made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of one, the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Hebrews 1, 3 in the Amplified Bible says, he is the sole expression of the glory of God the light being, the outraying of radiance of the divine. And he is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. 
when he had by himself accomplished our cleansing of sins and the riddance of guilt, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. That's an awesome picture of Jesus who's called the glory of God. Now, I want to take you through a couple scriptures here, and that's we're about halfway through them. But then we go down to 2 Corinthians 3 and, and verse 18. And there it says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Okay, so here's the thing. The miracle at the wedding was the only miracle. It wasn't just the first miracle. It was the only miracle of its kind throughout the entire ministry of Jesus. It was a miracle of transformation. He transformed one thing to another. With bread, he multiplied it. With water, he walked on it. With sickness, he healed it. With dead, he raised it. But he never once again, or in any other miracle, transformed something from one nature. Uh, but we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of God, are being transformed. Your nature is being transformed. You might have been ordinary water, but you're becoming extraordinary wine. You might have been low value water, but you're becoming the highest quality wine. A transforming power is at work inside of you. This is, this is like the best news you could ever hear because there are forces that every one of us are battling with that are stronger than we are. Our own personality. We commit to not doing one thing one day and then the next day we're doing it. We commit to do something this day and the next day we're not doing it because who I was when I made that decision and not who I am when I'm in, in tomorrow. I became this other person and all of us are walking around with about 20 different personalities. We make a decision in one of those personalities but then the other guy turns up. Mr. Hyde turns up and here we are wrestling with a different kind of a pro How am I going? How am I ever going to forgive people? I'm in the meeting, I'm loving God. Oh God, I just let it all go, I forgive them. The next day I'm hating them all over again. Oh God, I just, I just, I, I, I really so wanna dedicate my life to you. I just deny myself. The next day I'm putting down my cross and picking up my life, amen. I'm, I'm going like, how? How am I going to live this life? Paul had the same dilemma. How, I mean, and I ask myself this. I say, God, I, I can't do this. He says, I know. I said, well, God, can you help? He says, yes. I said, well, how? He says, I can transform you. I can make you change from that nature to this nature. I can main, make you no longer a plaything of the devil, manipulated like a puppet on strings and you're 
dancing to the tune of another, of another singer. I can get you so that you're free from that. How do I do that, God? He says, unveil your face. Take the mask off. Don't be pretending. Get out of fake book. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Putting all those images up of who you, who, who they, and people think you're that, but you're not. Unveiled face. Unvarnished me. God, as I am, standing before you, beholding. What you look at is what you're becoming. What are you beholding? Not just gazing at, not just glancing at, not just looking at, beholding. What occupies your attention more than anything else? What are you looking at more and more and more? Because that is what you're becoming. You are becoming what you're looking at. Beholding as in a mirror. Oh, this is so good. What do you see when you look in a mirror? Ryan, you see you. You don't see me. Praise Jesus. You look in a mirror, you see you. The mirror, people, metaphorically, is the Bible. You look in the mirror and it reflects back who you are. And when you look in a mirror, it's not what you see, it's your attitude about what you see. Do you oh, look at that and you think, what a mess. When you look at your life, or do you look at your life today and say, I see the glory of God. I see the glory of God in myself. I see the glory of God at work in my world. At every one of our locations, I want you this week to change channels on what you see when you start beholding because we are becoming what we look at. And then it says, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of God are being transformed like that water becoming wine. You've been poured into a pot, you've been poured into that location, you've been poured into this church. And I'm telling you, every time you come into this house and you're poured into that house, there's another level of transformation that is taking place in you so that you're overcoming being what that other person is to becoming more like Jesus. He is the glory of God revealed. And so we go from glory to glory. And it says, by the Spirit of the Lord. One of the great, great things of our presence conference is that we have time. Oh, I love the fact we don't, we don't have endless, unlimited time, but we have more time to soak in the presence of God. And when that power of the Holy Spirit starts, starts to come inside of you, changes happen. When I have experienced a change from God, a transformation from God, it's like I can't not be that. It's like something, something has happened to me and now, even though I might want to go back, I can't because it's gone. That, that is where our congregation is going. That is where the church all around the world is going. We are moving into a place where there's no going back, where we're gonna be transformed from glory to glory because the whole earth is gonna be filled with the glory of God. And you and I are a part of that. 
We're going to see magnificent moves by the Holy Ghost happening right here in this city in Jesus' name. And everybody said... You know, uh, I want us to stand because I'm going to pass it back to our pastors at our locations right now. Can we all stand? And uh, if I can have the musicians come. And they're going to be ministering to you and looking after you. So God bless you. It's been lovely being with you. We look forward to seeing you.